0: Hello, I'm the Pazer Print Author. You're who you are. Probably quite a nice person because only nice people follow my podcast. Um, And today I'm going to be reading you poems, which you're probably quite used to. Um, I've been told by quite a few people recently that I've got a really relaxing voice. So I'm going to lean into that today. I'm going to read you the introduction to my poetry collection false vacuum and hope that it sounds good. So, a quote. I hate most poetry, but I love this. It's something I hear often, Uh, something that a lot of people say to me. Um, I don't know what that means about whether my poetry is good from a poetry perspective or not, but you know, if people that actually read the stuff instead of write the stuff like it, then I think I'm on the winning team, aren't I? You're not going to be able to sell poetry books to other poets if they're anything like me. They don't read poetry because they find it intolerable. I only write it for the same reason I think people should write everything or create all art. It's It doesn't already exist, so I need to make it myself. Sometimes there's like a story that needs to be told that only you can tell. Um, That's what I'm doing. That sounds really personal and emotional. Most of my stories are about space, which is personal and emotional to me, because that's where I'm from. So this is the uh, false vacuum introduction. It's the first draft. It has been said that modern poetry is all about exposing yourself in a darkened bar to strangers. I said that, and I agree, it is. But this collection doesn't do that. It's too busy staring into space and wondering about parallel futures and pasts. Here, earthly experience is blended with cosmic metaphor to invent a new poetry that stands out from the writhing, screaming crowd. This is Poetry Gone Weird. This is a concept album disguised as a poetry collection. This is False Vacuum. In this book... The author plays with time in the same way people play with their genitals in supermarkets before being banned for life. This is a poetry collection that throws linearity out of the window, and then questions whether or not the window exists, and why you imagined a faint blue hue to the windowsill that was not even described as faintly blue. This is poetry that therefore attempts a psychic transfusion of idea from one brain to another without telling you what the original idea was. This is poetry that has a long introduction because that makes it look smarter and what it is actually doing is shielding itself from the common person who probably died about halfway into this introduction, whose grandchildren have now taken on the arduous task of reading the rest of this manifesto like it's some blood debt owed to their ancestors. This is poetry that is actually quite a lot more enjoyable than its introduction, which makes it a rare kind of poetry. Most poets don't manage that. This is poetry that is comfortable throwing vague insults into the dark ether. This is poetry about stuff that happened maybe but probably didn't so it's okay to laugh but please don't laugh too loud or tap on the glass because it will startle the poems. This is poetry of serious bits tucked underneath the armour of a slightly humorous introduction. And what follows is how I imagine the Times or the Guardian newspaper might write about the poems, had I taken one of their journalists hostage. The poetry is seductive, its breathless lines cutting out at the perfect time like a pulp sci-fi transmission, their mission to lead you down multiple readings and interpretations. This keeps the poetry fresh and builds underneath its skin, a universe waiting to be discovered. Whilst critics might not notice the links between the novel, Who Built the Humans, and this poetry collection, that doesn't mean they don't exist. An overlying structural sensibility is present in both works, showing that Carter is an author who is as versatile as one of those long Lego bricks with holes in. And then back to my introduction. This is side one. This is blue shift. This is poetry gone weird. This is earthly experience. This is Cosmic Metaphor. And I think that's pretty much the introduction. I think I might tear bits out of that and use it for branch density as well because they're sister collections. Primarily because if it was one book, it'd be too big and nobody would buy it. Um, But also, one false vacuums about this universe, branch density is about the fictional universes I've written but they're written in the same style and they reflect off each other. So it's like art reflects life and life reflects art back. And then I'm going, I think now I'm going to read you a poem called Poetry, which is about poetry. I heard they charge over a tenner now for less than a handful of thoughts, like the world is thought sparse, like they can't find any under the sand of another country. I hear ink prices arising or something, that all the vanities are vying for attention on the street corners. Sure, it's a lazy metaphor and it's been written before, but that's what the punters like. And for 55.5 pence per four-word poem, it's crawling toward modern art pricing. And I wonder what sort of criminals are using poetry chapbooks to launder their cash, what hideous things a person must do to have to clean their hands with dewdrops and dry them and figs and gossamer. If a, ga- if a graph of their laundered millions is encoded into the line drawings of erogenous zones beti- beside weirdly striated lines where hardly anything is said, and sometimes they say something sad and hope it becomes profound by cutting it up. Oh, also... Just to boost the rankings, you remind me of a warm mango in the summer, cut open and sticky, beset by bees with anger management issues or something, and your skin is radiant and you have a good amount of hair and I will lick your juicy eyebrows as the sun sets and I will describe you like a yoghurt and people will give me their money. That's how I imagine poetry should sound to people. I may move that into my funny poems collection. I feel like... Maybe. I've just written move to funny in capital letters next to it. So yeah, I now I have more space in false vacuum. See if I can find another one. This one's called Who, and it's about bumping into somebody who was potentially a school bully at a train station, but I couldn't remember. It could have just been any random scumbag. Um it could have been any waste of orc any waste of blood. Um yeah. Cause this guy kept staring at me on the train station platform. Properly glaring at me. And when I eventually looked back at him he just like seemed really panicked. Um and when he after he got on his train I thought I I do vaguely recognize his tiny little hideous shrunken head like a raisin Um, anyway it's called Who a glint of almost recognition as they stare too scared to dress outside the crowd and they never knew me and to me there was nothing in them worth knowing and looking back I catch the eye again and again as he keeps glancing and I try hard to remember and a train takes him away filed back into the drawer of pointless people with heads like font, and I finally know his type. It was always the same story, the great blandness that can only be recognised after five or six glances over a train station platform. A memory so dull, like asking me to remember the colour of the plastic rim around an automatic door in a town I visited once several years ago whilst in a rush and holding things that were far more interesting. I suppose I was more important to them than they were to me. Oh, hello, Zach. Uh, Podcast guests. My friend Zach just joined my live stream at the convenient time when I was about to just end the podcast as well. So I'm going to just do the outro for that because, oh, wow, perfect timing. I've not been looking at the time. I wanted it to be under 10 minutes. I have 40 seconds now, which is great. Means I can be just underneath the monetization bar on YouTube, which is lovely, isn't it? It's nice to be an authentic poet and still make absolutely no money. So, thank you to the three lovely ladies who do listen to my podcast. Yes, Anchor by Spotify does tell me the demographics. My audience is free people, and you're all women, allegedly. That's what it tells me, um, and that's why I know. So, thank you for joining this podcast. Uh, I really appreciate you being here. If you could comment, because I want to see if it's anybody from Instagram, that would be lovely. Um, Thanks, and good night.